0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, January 26th, 2023. And our top story today, how much Americans lose due to financial illiteracy. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Vince Shorb is the Chief Executive Officer of National Financial Educators. Well, Vince, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning.
1: Hey, thanks for having me here, Jeff.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to get into the nuts and bolts of the, of the report and the survey that you all did. Um, I want to start with a, a very broad question, which is how pervasive in your mind and in your, your organization's mind is financial illiteracy? Are, are, are you finding through your conversations and through survey results that many Americans just don't feel connected to their economic and financial circumstances?
1: Yeah, well, I have three decades experience in financial services. I have uh, uh, what I mean by that is financial industry, mortgage, financial service industry. My first 15 years, I've been in uh, financial education for over 15 years now. And I can tell you that it is very pervasive. And what drove me here was in my time in financial services, I would get questions from people that had absolutely no idea on the basics of their finances. Uh, I would fix them up financially. And six months, 12 months later, they would come back in a bad position once again. So I saw this epidemic really taking place with people. And it really stems to, I, I can think back to my own issues, right? Coming out of high school, going into college. I got into those basic issues too. And I see a lot of illiteracy uh is carried over from lack of knowledge from when we're a child. Nobody's teaching it, it's not taught. And we have all these bad influencers, advertisers, you know, the social influencers as well, really driving this consumerism behavior, which is fine if you have the money, but when you're living paycheck to paycheck or less, uh, that's where illiteracy can really take its toll. And again, I've seen it uh, on a wide scale from the very low level of impact on somebody's life to completely devastating somebody's current life and their future outlook.
0: Yeah, really important. And I I completely agree. I mean, we're on the same wavelength here in terms of the importance of financial education from the very beginning of your education all the way. Look, you you never you never learn enough and you never know enough. Uh, Vince, I want to ask you about the survey and you actually were able to quantify how much illiteracy or the lack of financial literacy costs. I'm going to talk a little bit about the survey and then maybe we'll get into some of the numbers.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a sentiment survey. So basically, we ask people, how much do you feel personally you lost last year due to your lack of knowledge about personal finances? So this is their own rating that they've given themselves. And the numbers this year are, are the highest that we've seen since this, we started the survey six years ago. The average person has lost, according to them, average of uh, $1,819, right? And we're using the low end of, of that uh, uh, the numbers that we provided. So it is scary, but I think these numbers may be actually underestimated. And the reason I say that is I see all the time two main things that, that happen when I talk with people about their finances. One, they're overconfident about their financial situation. They think they're in a better situation. So like a basic question as a coach or in the financial service, I'd have some light conversation initially. How's your credit? How's your debt? How's your overall finances? They'd be like, oh, my credit's good. Uh, I have a few credit cards with some debt on it, but overall pretty good. And you would see their credit report, 600 credit score. You would see that they have three credit cards with 20 grand a piece on. It wasn't as they portrayed. So that overconfidence I think is one factor that might be lowering these numbers. Uh, The second is they just don't know what they don't know. They don't know what's impacting them and that lack of knowledge is helping them uh, from progressing further down a, a more positive financial path.
0: Vince, uh, just to follow up on that, I mean, is it and you're you're out in the field, your team is out in the field, you're talking to people every day. Is there a common denominator? I mean, it it would seem to me just talking with people on the streets. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're rich or don't have a lot of money. It doesn't matter what your color is. People of all ethnicities, all cultural backgrounds, all age ranges really are struggling to get their arms around this. And, and I just wanted to get your, your thoughts about this. I know we, as a society, we need to do more to help lift people up. Part of that probably is financial education.
1: I would definitely agree i think it's the movement of our time our kids aren't educated on this they're going out and making simple mistakes that put them behind the eight ball something like not taking care of your first rental the property that you rent gives you bad rental rating it's harder to get one in the future things like not taking care of your credit early on can put you behind that eight ball early things like getting into a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt Early, all these things add up in and, and takes many years to recover from. It's not like we could just decide, hey, we want our money to be better now and and, and we're good to go. It's a lot like fitness, weight loss, anything like that, where it's years of struggling to get back to uh, equal footing before we can grow. And oftentimes those years, those early years are the most formidable because that's when our when we can save and 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 grow that money, uh, we have the best opportunity to grow that money. So I think it starts young it carries over into the future years and after you get beat up so many times with your finances you make a mistake here you make a mistake there people get exhausted so i see a lot of burnout uh, from people especially now you know we have uh you know if we look at the country as a whole about two-thirds are coping or vulnerable which means they're in a bad situation or barely getting by um, and what we see is those people that were there before, now with interest rates higher, inflation, all these other factors that are playing, they just got pushed back down. So it's very difficult and challenging for them. And you are right, income doesn't matter. You know, Bank of America just had an interesting study they put out here recently where 20% of people that make over $250,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. That's a scary figure when you're making that much. Um, But again, if we take that down to people that are making less income, the consequences can even be more severe.
0: Last question before we go to a commercial break. And we had a great conversation last week with uh, Cora Fox out of the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, about, and I'm sure you saw this, uh, you may not have seen our show, but you probably saw the study, social media and the impact on youth. And I just wonder, uh, you mentioned this at the outset of our conversation, there seems to be a lot of disinformation, uh, putting it very kindly on social media, the TikTok, you know, how, how do you remove your braces without going to the orthodontist? That, that scared a lot of dentists. But in all seriousness, all candor, social media, is, there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of bad. And you see what happens with influencers, as you put it, suggesting, hey, go into this financial product or do that. That's not where you probably want to get the most, the bulk of your financial information.
1: Yeah, I think part of being financially literate is knowing who to listen to and who not to listen to, right? And that's something you learn over time. Um, And I think in the social influencers, they they do have a responsibility, right? To make sure that they're putting out good quality information. Um, But we're seeing the influencers act on two sides. One, you know, we have the uh, influencers that are like the kids unboxing videos, the teen hauling videos, if you're not familiar with those, those are some of the highest viewed uh, YouTube videos out there. Um, and unboxing means a kid will get a new gift, unbox it in front of the camera for people to see. And the teens will go on a haul, meaning go shopping, and show all their new clothes, whatever they're getting. So we have this negative side of, hey, it's cool to buy, it's cool to have, this is what I need to have this esteem. And then we're also seeing information put out there that may not be based in actual facts. They may not have experience in the financial space um, and they're putting out information that can truly harm people in in their future so uh, yeah uh, I think if we can teach kids how to evaluate people and the quality of information they can get that'll put them in a situation better select who they listen to
0: well Vince I need to take a very quick break but I do want to point out this is a brand new shirt I didn't unbox it online But we'll find out more when we come back. We'll talk more about (laughs) financial literacy and what we can do to improve the financial literacy for everyone. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. What do you see as a defining issue of the midterms, especially for the smaller businesses? I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docuseries. 33 years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love.
1: But you got to start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in.
0: The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans, and we're going to change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network.
1: Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house, and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives, and we just had a good conversation, and I I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report, so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit Repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152.
0: Welcome back. We're joined this morning by Vince Shorb of National Financial Educators Council. Vince, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Uh, so Vince, let's let's talk about, um, you know, we, we talked about the, the, the issues and the issues are broad. Um, and they affect so many different demographic groups. But let's talk about um, maybe a little bit of work that you're doing. I mean, you're in, I don't say the trenches, it's not warfare, but it's information and providing information. What do we need to do to get people on the right track in terms of their finances to remove that aspect of financial illiteracy?
1: Yeah. And and, and I, I do think it's, it's, I'm in the trenches. I feel it. And I think shows like yours and these educators out there come, we all come in different breeds. We're in the trenches to help people through one of the Things that impact them most drastically in their life. It's not just their pocketbooks, not just their bank accounts, it's their relationships, it's their health, it's their overall well being and self worth, right? And, and I'm sure most of the listeners and you included could think back to a time where money was a major stress in your life. And we want to address that, right? And just like you probably share a similar mission. And how our organization, the National Financial Educators Council tackles out is really looking at the different life stages, right? When starting as young as children, that's where financial habits form between seven and nine. So it's critical. Parents are actively involved. We need to get schools involved as well. They're teaching subjects that they've been teaching for 100 years. We have the internet now, things should have changed, right? money needs to be included so parents need to be actively involved because that's where uh, they're picking up habits and that's you know you're their primary source of information uh, We need to look at advertisers too again advertisers spending billions a year toward marketing to kids is that ethical? is that right? I personally don't think so especially when they can't evaluate uh, ad from reality so we can do things on the on the market the corporate side we could do things internally we could do things as parents. And then as kids are getting more toward those teenagers, those high school years, those early college years, it really, we need to shift the focus to preparing them for life events that are in the near term, the moving out, the going to school, the getting, opening the right accounts, managing their money properly. Again, we talked about earlier, it could put people in a bad situation that's hard to get out of. And then for those adults out there that uh, maybe are in a tough situation or maybe are lacking some knowledge, there's resources and support out there for you. Listening to a show like this is, is one great solution. Formal class is another. There's so many ways to learn. And the beauty I would like to point out for your, your adult listeners is if there's a life event coming up, find that person that that to show that book out there in in, in that class attend in and prepare in advance of that life event. Um, I know we as adults spend most people spend 40 plus hours a week working and very little time managing our finances. If you can shift a little more time to managing your finances, my hope is for you that it can cut down those work hours uh, over the long term for you.
0: Yeah, you really make a good point and and um on, on all those things. I wanna ask you, um, you, you bring up parents, you bring up just the willingness to learn. How important is humility? Um, because I, I could tell you for a fact, I, I've done over a thousand of these shows. I don't know everything and I'm learning something new every day. And I think you've gotta be humble, even if you think you know it and as smart as people think they, think they are, you never can know it all. So how important is that self-awareness and self-recognition to say, you know what? I need to call Vince. I need to go out online. I need to do some research. I need to figure this out before I jump in.
1: Yeah, interesting question. I agree. It's it's a, it's a topic that is always changing. Our financial situation is always changing. The economic environment is always changing. There's a lot to learn. I'll never get, learn enough. You'll never learn enough. Um, and I think it's important to, hey, when we do come across people that seem like they know it all, that may be a red flag, right? So do I lose that person or not? Right? We can have our expertise in certain areas because we're dedicating time and hours and study and focus there. Um, you know, I used to be big into real estate, big in the stock market. I'm still there, but it's not my primary source of, of investment. So I'm not in it as much. So I love hearing from people that are actively in it, that are in the, in everyday uh, thinking about it, watching on their screen 24 um, seven. So I agree with you. There's always something we can learn, always people we can learn from. And I think uh part of that too, is, is being, getting to a point of our, of our knowledge of finances to be comfortable in those conversations. That's where I'd like to see people. So they're comfortable interacting asking questions of these experts of these people maybe in their social circle that you know you go to a cocktail party somebody's telling about this big investment right opportunity (laughs) they can ask good relevant questions that can determine hey is this person full of it or hey do they know what they're talking about relatively quickly
0: yeah i have a feeling that a lot of people went to a lot of cocktail parties talking about ftx and maybe even (laughs) if you remember back maybe 10 plus years ago bernie (laughs) bernie madoff Uh, Last question. Is there a a responsibility? Let's talk about some of the ethics, the ethical responsibilities for uh, financial services firms, but Mm -hmm. also government. Do you see, in addition to the private sector or or in your case, a not-for-profit sector, there's a role and responsibility here. But what about financial services organizations from, from where both you and I come from and also government, the people that are creating curricula both at the state and federal level?
1: Yeah, a huge responsibility uh, on on the part of, I think, government and, and also, uh, you know, corporate America as a whole. I think, you know, this is a, a agenda that I think, you know, uh, America's built on entrepreneurship finances, and, and we've been able to support a, a great country and expand the wealth over the world. And I think we need to get back to our roots from the government side. Making sure that this is taught to kids, uh, making sure that you know they have the knowledge, but also hey, when that, that a seventeen-year-old isn't able to pull out a student loan without any knowledge prior about making a good decision based on ROI, not just what college looks cool. It extends to financial services where you have clients that maybe don't understand the difference, you know, that personal responsibility, that for financial service provider to spend that extra time with that client to help them make decisions in alignment with their time, spending the extra time to understand their bigger picture objectives. Are they going to have two kids? Are they going to have five kids? Are they going to be moving in a few years? You know, taking that extra time. Um, and then from the government organizations, obviously, Obviously, you know, we need their support in this industry. They keep creating material and all that. It's it's not very high quality. It's not very good. Put their focus into funding quality programs and getting the data that's going to benefit this industry. If we all work as a community toward one common goal of making sure that people are better prepared to make decisions in alignment with longer term goals, while making sure they're secure and self-sufficient, I think that'll make a stronger country and also stronger individuals across the board.
0: Well said, and, and also very empowering. I mean, you think about it, if you can control your finances, even if you don't have a lot, you don't have to have a lot. You can have a little, but you can be, live within your means and be financially empowered and independent. This we're gonna have to leave it there. Great work on the survey. Thanks so much for joining us and continue your great efforts in the field. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us this morning.
1: Hey, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate
0: it. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to. Drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance tech, so much more, and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Post. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, visit our website, and of course, all of our 300 streaming partners. We're backing in tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Steiner. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity
2: You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free.